What's up? What's up? What's up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery, man. It's summertime. Perfect time to lounge out on a patio. Have an ice cold avalanche ale. Maybe some strawberry sky. Whew. It's been a tired couple of days. I, I ended up having a few too many adult beverages on my 25th birthday, but I did want to once again thank everybody that wished me well. Thank you to everybody that did something kind for somebody. Um, I did want to clarify something though. On uh, the podcast a couple of days ago, I was talking about how like 10 years ago, it was really corny because everybody wished people happy birthday on their Facebook message. And I didn't want that to get misconstrued because then I realized like, oh man, I hope all the people wishing me happy birthday today don't think that I was mocking them. Not at all. Um, what, I, what I did a poor job clarifying was this was a very specific reference. And if you went to high school between, I don't know, I'd say around like 2007, 2008 and like 2015-ish, the odds are you were friends on Facebook with every single person that you went to high school with, whether you had had a conversation with them or not. I mean, I had I went to a big high school, 5A high school, 2,000 people, and obviously I didn't I wasn't friends with every single one of them. But I mean, I had God, I don't even know, like 1,600 plus friends. It was it was crazy at one point. But the funny thing was is whether you were friends with somebody, whether you had had a conversation with them ever. You, you wish them happy birthday. It was just what you did. So like basically every single day you were wishing somebody happy birthday. And it was just hilarious because your birthday would come around and you would have like just an absurd amount of birthday messages to respond to. And like 95% of them were from people that you don't even know. But <laughs> that's, that's the internet. Um, but I just wanted to clarify on that because I felt bad and I was actually like thinking about it for the last like 12 hours. So Thank you to everybody that wished me a happy birthday. It meant a lot, especially from, you know, the people in the Rams community to the people that continue to support my work. There were a bunch of people, you know, that posted things like, thank you, you know, for being a great voice of the Rams. Thank you for everything you do. You know, that stuff means the, it means the freaking world to me. So thank you guys. I love you guys. I just wanted to clarify that. And yeah, we have a, we have a good podcast today. Going to talk about what we learned from Joe Parker and the media availability yesterday gave us some insight into what this process is going to look like as far as, you know, testing everybody and all the workouts and everything like that. And then also later, I'm going to play an interview that I recently had with Tyler Quinn. Quinn is a six foot three, 290 pound defensive tackle out of Duncanville High School in Duncanville, Texas, a perennial powerhouse. And it was it was great to catch up with him. Guy who I think just has a tremendous future ahead of him. I mean, I really winning isn't everything, but guys that come from, you know, powerhouse programs where they have to work really hard and like to just to even get on the field at Duncanville, you've got to be a stud. And so to get somebody like Tyler Quinn, 43 tackles, 15 tackles for loss, six sacks as a guy playing on the inside. I mean, those are big, big numbers. Uh, Reminds me a lot of Grady Kelly, who. CSU also has committed out of Navarre, Florida, a guy who's putting up just massive numbers on the interior. I'm, I'm pretty encouraged. It's been a while, I think, since CSU's had just like a really, really solid foundation on the inside, on the, you know, the interior defensive line. 
And it re- I just with some of the guys that CSU's brought in in the 2020 class, now this 2021 cycle, I really like what they're building. I really think that they're getting some guys that not only should be able to play, you know, maybe not right away. It's kind of hard to play as a first year player on the defensive line, but, you know, second, third year guys that, you know, aren't going to take four years to make an impact. So very, very encouraged. I do think the defensive line this year is going to be very good as well. You've got a lot of seniors, uh, just a lot of experienced players, guys that are hungry and, and want to prove something. So, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm down on the defensive line this year as a whole. I think it's really solid. But just to to rack up these early commits and and get guys that can produce on the, the defensive interior, it's it's not easy. I've had coaches tell me on multiple occasions, defensive tackle is the hardest position to recruit, especially at the G5 level, because power five schools just scoop them up, man. They just I mean <laughs> it'll it'll sound a little bit uh, ironic with me bringing it up being an Alabama fan, but Bama is a perfect example of this. You know, they sign three or four of these type guys every single year and just stockpile them. And so it's kind of hard to get them when you're a G5 school, but really, really like what Daz and company are doing. Really encouraged. And we will get to that interview with Tyler in not too long. Like I said, though, before before we get into that, I did want to briefly just kind of go over some of the stuff that Joe Parker talked about in his media uh, session. I'm going to go more in-depth for subscribers with a written piece on the website. But just given that he gave us some some pretty pressing, you know, relevant information, I just figured might as well go over it uh, to an extent. He did talk about how for this initial process, 37 student-athletes were tested and cleared so for the workouts that began on the 8th, the, the initial press release said 35. The other day I said I don't have an official count, but it was 37 student-athletes, 30 more being tested this week. Uh, a lot of these guys are from out of state. You know, uh, a lot, a big portion of that initial group was from in-state. Not everyone, obviously, had Warren, you know, quarterbacks, a lot of the starters. But, you know, some of these guys are from out of state. Uh, Next week, you're going to keep the process going with the first-year players. So really, really phasing everybody in. They're working with UC Health, testing everybody. We did find out that it costs $85 per uh, nasal swab test, which is what they are doing uh, as the initial testing process for the student-athletes when they get back on campus. It's it's definitely going to be pretty expensive. Mark Kisla was kind of grilling Parker on some of the details. Obviously, I'm sure you guys saw the column. Um, I'm not even going to comment on it other than I disagree with a lot of what he says. I, I have a lot of respect for Kisla and, and everything he's accomplished in his career. Um, I basically always disagree with everything he has to say about CSU. So take that for what it is. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, back on track. Joe Parker estimates that it's going to be a six-figure total in terms of testing all these players just to, you know, get everybody back out on the field and tested and stuff. So it's definitely going to be pricey. There are a lot of question marks to be had. One of those big question marks, obviously, is what is going to happen on September 5th? What is going to happen with the Rocky Mountain Showdown? First time the game's going to be in Fort Collins since 1996. Tons of interest. Uh, you know, as it referenced in that in that Denver Post column today, I think the the resale market for some of those tickets are like five hundred plus dollars. Big time, big time interest in this game, 
And because of that, obviously, having a capacity crowd would be really, really big. Uh, Joe Parker, you know, admitted as such. But the, the thing that kind of frustrates me right now, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go too much in response to the column or anything like that, like I said, but if you want to... If you want to criticize TSU for not filling the stands over the last couple of years, that's fair. You know, obviously, you've got to win to get it done at the end of the day. Like, winning is what will always draw people in. It's not everything. You do have to do more than just winning. We're seeing that with some of the bigger programs, even. But in my opinion, it's pretty unfair to, like, hold Joe Parker to the rakes over this and and be like, this guy doesn't know what he's going to do because... Nobody knows. Nobody knows what is going to happen right now. I'm I'm not going to go back into this again because I went into it in detail on the last podcast. But I mean, at this point, we're hopeful that it all works out. But we're kind of seeing some of these professional sports work it out. But, you know, a lot of these decisions are going to be determined by health officials, not by Joe Parker. If Joe Parker had it his way, if they could do it safely, I'm sure they would have a full crowd because... That's going to, you know, make CSU a ton of money. It would be great to have the stands filled. It would look great on TV, be a fun experience, all of that. He wants that. We want that. The fans want that. But right now, there's just a lot of uncertainty. And and to act like that's Parker's fault, I just, I don't get that at all. I really don't. And to be clear, there, in, in that column, there's there's never anything that directly, like, blames Parker for that. But the headline is is a little misleading, in my opinion, based on, you know, kind of what it says. It's, you know, the brand new $220 million stadium and he has no idea to fill it. Well, nobody has any idea right now. Nobody has any idea what it's going to work. All You know, all of the best minds across the country are getting together trying to figure out how this is going to work. But right now, nobody works. And that's basically my main point. So, yeah, that's, um, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to like dwell on it or anything like that. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. You know, the there were certainly a lot of people that were opposed to the on-campus stadium. But obviously, because it came to life and all of the people that were there in 2017, there was interest in it. And if the team wins, they will fill it. So I, I'm, I'm so glad they built the stadium. I'll just say that. I I'd said I wasn't going to respond to the column. I ended up responding to the column. Whatever it is what it is, I'll get back on track here with the Joe Parker stuff. The athletic budget is still in flux, obviously, because like I've said repeatedly, we still don't know how some of this stuff is going to play out, but they are operating under the assumption that they're probably going to have about a 20% budget cut to the operating cost. You know, that makes a ton of sense. You're going to have to make cuts somewhere. The good news is that CSU, at least at right now, is not even discussing cutting programs. I actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago and brought up the fact that CSU can't because of Title IX, and that's what Joe Parker talked about in the media session. But it's just it's always encouraging to see that that's not even on the table. I am curious though how this will impact some things like you know the the new women's sports facility that's supposed to be constructed on campus. Is this going to delay that? I hope not, but I I could definitely see that happening. So just a lot of, a lot of question marks at this point still. I do appreciate Joe though for hopping on and and you know talking with all of us there were a bunch of people in there so I, I actually didn't get to ask what I was hoping for but that wasn't because of them that was a technology issue on my side. Um but I just I appreciate the fact that he 
you know, took the time to meet with all of us to answer some of these questions, to give some insight into what CSU is thinking and how they're operating. You know, they talked about how for the next month, all of the workouts are going to be outside. The They're, you know, working out in groups of less than 10. And then they're lifting out on the out on the concourse at Canvas Stadium. That's great. You know, working out in the open air. I'm not a science genius. <laughs> Obviously, anybody that was actually a science genius would never say the term science genius. But it, it, it just makes sense to take these extra precautions to me. And that is exactly what CSU is doing. They're doing everything that they can to, you know, try and keep people safe, to try and keep the student athletes safe. They're monitoring everything. Obviously, you can't afford to give everybody a nasal test every single day. That's just, it's not realistic. But you can monitor the symptoms. You can do your best to isolate, you know, sanitize everything, keep groups small, and and they're doing all of that. So I I applaud CSU for what they're doing. I'm glad that they're back on the field and and trying to make this work. At this point, you know, like I said the other day, it kind of seems like we're heading in the direction where the country's kind of starting to like reopen. Obviously, we still have plenty of precautions to take. It's still a pandemic, but I'm encouraged. I'm really encouraged that we are, you know, going to have some college football. And for a while there, for about five, six weeks, it was kind of like, ooh, I don't know. Like, I really hope so, but it just doesn't, it doesn't really feel like it's going to happen. Right now, it feels like it's going to happen. You know, there's still a lot has to go right. You know, people have to do the right things. We've got to act the right way. And, and fans, it's the same way. Like, if fans want to be in the stands, we like as a society need things to go right. But at this point, at least I'm encouraged that there's going to be college football or at least it looks like it. All right. Like I said, uh, make sure that you keep up on the site. I've got, I'm like 80% done with four written pieces right now, just because of the way recruiting has worked out this week. I'm going to finally get back into the DNVR Rams all-time team. Uh, that's my bat on that. Just got delayed working on some other stuff, but I think the fans are really going to like, you know, the running backs, the wide receivers, tight ends. I think it's going to be really fun to to talk about and then obviously eventually to vote on when we determine the lineups to play and all of that. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Keep up with the site. Thank you to everybody that subscribes. And let's let's get into that Tyler Quinn interview. Before we do, though, I got to talk about my friend's DraftKings Sportsbook. Golf is back. That's right. We have a full weekend of golf ahead of us. And even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash winnings don't have to be. To add to the excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a sign up bonus of up to $1,000. Doesn't get any closer to a major than this with all the heavy hitters taking the course. And DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to get all of your bets in for this weekend's tournament. Head to the app right now and check out all that they have to offer, including player props, day-by-day action, and even hole-by-hole live betting. That's a lot of fun. I did that on the Peyton Manning live match. Made a little bit of moolah. Plus, DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. Don't have to worry about your funds. If, if you're still not sold, which I don't know how you're not, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering special odds boosts and promotions throughout the weekend. You don't want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Just enter the code DNVR when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times play through. 
Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, joining me today, we've got one of Colorado State's most recent verbal commits, Tyler Quinn, Duncanville High School in Texas. Tyler, how's it going, man? It's going good. I'm curious, man. What what sold you on CSU? What made you want to be a Ram? Uh, it was just the relationship I built with the coaches. And then when we did the virtual visit, that's what sold me on it. Was that process kind of weird, especially, you know, not being able to you know, go out to campus and take your officials and all that? Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of different. But I mean, I feel like when all the stuff opens back up, I'll be able to get down there. Was there ever a point where you kind of considered, you know, maybe holding off on your commitment until you're able to go out and, and see it in person and all that? I did, but then I, I just thought about it. I was like, uh, they're showing they really want me. And then I really like the school and all the coaches and stuff. So I just decided it was time to make the decision. Who were the coaches that were, you know, mainly in contact with you throughout this whole process? Uh, it was mostly Coach Smith and Coach Adazio, but uh, I heard from pretty much all the defensive coaches. Like it was a week where I pretty much had mail from them almost every day. Was that you know unique compared to some of the other schools that were interested in you? Yeah, it was. They were by far the school that reached out to me the most. Is can it can it is can it be too much at some point? Like, is there ever a process where coaches can like come at you too strong? I mean, it it can be, but it uh, it wasn't it was nothing like that with uh, Colorado State. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, I, you know, I'm curious. What about you know Coach Smith and what about Coach Adazio? You know, connected with you. What about them? Kind of like impressed you, if that makes sense. It was just uh, how they talked to me and all that stuff, and like how he told me he wanted to coach me and was talking to me all about the football and stuff. What kind of vision are they laying out for, you know, do, do they, have they said, you know, they think you're a guy that can like come in and make an impact? I mean, yeah, they were telling me that because they, they do have, a, they do have some seniors like on the D line. So they were telling me it's a possibility of me coming in to play early. It's just a matter of what I do when I get there. You know, when you committed, a lot of people were obviously really excited because they saw that picture of, of you and James Mitchell. You know, I'm curious, what is your relationship like with him? Oh, yeah, we were real close. Uh, the day, Actually, the day before I committed, we were talking, uh, we were working out, and I told him I was going to commit that the next day. What, what was his reaction? He was like, that's what's up. He was like, yeah, uh, he was excited too. Just excited. Uh, He was telling me just like the coaches were, telling me uh, Colorado State. You know, like at the end of the day, you obviously have to do what's best for you. But how how much did that factor into your decision? The opportunity to to get to go play with your with your former high school teammate. Oh yeah, it was it was it was a good factor. And it was a good extra. Just uh, besides me wanting to be there, it was a good extra to have somebody that I actually know up there. Did it did it make you feel more comfortable with the CSU coaching staff? given that they had already, you know, recruited your friend and, and you had somebody who could kind of vouch for them? Yeah, it was, yeah. Throughout the uh, process, he was telling me all about them. I'm always interested about that because I feel like it's kind of got to be, you know, kind of like an awkward balance because obviously 
they're trying to sway you. They're trying to convince you. So like trying to figure out like, are these coaches genuine? You know, do I, do I like this relationship with them? Or are they just telling me what I want to hear? Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't really think the coaches put him up to it though. I think it was just all him just uh, trying to get me there. Telling me about all the coaches and stuff. You know, you obviously had a chance to play football at a a pretty high level in, in Texas and you're not done. I guess you still got the senior season. Uh, but what was it like, you know, playing in the in the playoffs and in the state championship games in particular? Uh, I mean, it was it was a different environment when we got to the uh, Cowboys Stadium, which is where we played a lot of our uh, playoffs games. But then, like, I played there my sophomore year, so when I got there this year, it wasn't really too much of a difference. It was just like a regular game to me because we've been there before. I mean, they have like. I don't know if it's sold out, but there's like 60 plus thousand people at some of those games, right? Yeah, I think we had like 53,000 at our state game. That's so crazy, man. That's so cool. Do you feel like playing, you know, in Texas and and being in like such a football crazy state has kind of prepared you for college ball and maybe a level that, you know, some other guys maybe wouldn't quite be ready for? Yeah, I feel like it has because our coaches, that's their main goal is to try to get us prepared for that and for us to win games. But that's what their main thing is to try to get us prepared for college. And one of the things I like to ask everybody about, and it's not really very serious, but obviously, you know, the swag and like the gear and stuff has become kind of a, a big aspect of recruiting. So I'm curious, you know, which which uniforms do you like the best out of everything that you've seen? I like I like the orange ones. Those are my favorite right there. The I like it. There. That's my favorite too. They pop more. Everyone loves the state pride and I get it. They're sweet, but that orange and green, it's, it's just unique and it pops. It yeah. remi- reminds me of Miami a little bit too. Yeah. And then I like the all white ones they had too. All white, definitely clean. Definitely clean. All right, man. Well, thank you for doing this. I really, you know, it was great to get your perspective. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and I know CSU fans are, are excited about your commitment and all that. And I hope you get to play your senior season. I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen, but it seems like we're kind of heading in the right direction. Yeah, hopefully so. Because we started, uh, we started our summer program this uh, this week, and it's all been going good. How are they? Are they doing anything any different this time around than like summer uh, yeah, camps in the past? Emphasis on like trying to uh, keep us like six feet apart at all times, and then they all have like we have like a, a lot of sanitation stations up there. So, like, after every lift, we have to uh, wipe off the bars and stuff. And we're just trying to uh, do it to the best of our ability so we could keep working out and they don't have to, like, shut us down or anything. Is that kind of, like, a weird adjustment? Just because, you know, when I think of, like, football practices and, and workouts and stuff, it's a lot of guys, like, obviously you're working hard, but there's a lot of, you know, friendly interactions and messing around and stuff. But, like, you guys got to be like really conscientious of not being too close and wiping it down and all that. Does it take some of the fun out of it? Uh, not really. I mean, it's still fun, but I mean, we talk to each other from afar, but our coach is just trying to, we know that if we do, if we do do that stuff, there's a chance we could get shut down and that's what nobody wants. Well, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. You know, the right mindset to have, obviously like a, a small sacrifice so that you can get the the greater goal accomplished there. Yeah. Well, Tyler, thank you again for doing this, man. I hope you have a great day. I hope training goes well and all that, but I really appreciate you, man. Uh, No problem.